for this week's episode, I wanted to do a little Q&A. I wanted to answer some of the questions that people had for me with a glass of wine, of course. Well, why don't you tell the people what, what exactly is your thought process with these questions? I really wanted to answer these questions, first of all, because, again, I feel really, like, lost right now. I think that I'm, like, in a very blurry, uncomfortable period of my life where I'm trying to take these next steps, but I'm having a hard time. And instead of making an episode of me trying to teach something that I still don't understand, I was like, you know what, maybe they can help kind of navigate me in an episode. So that's why I wanted to do it this way. I think the questions are, I didn't read all of them. I read a couple of them. Need a little bit of a head start. Um, I think that they'll really help give some more context as to like where I'm at in life. So the first question that people want to know, all right, and this is this was a pretty interesting one. We talked a little bit about this one in particular. Even though Francesco passed away, do you still consider him to be your boyfriend? It's a pretty uh, interesting it's a question. Good question. Yeah. I think that what I've really learned is that the term boyfriend is a replaceable term. The term of my first love, somebody that left a mark on me, somebody that is just so powerful in my life, like literally changed me into the person I am today, is not replaceable. And so, no, I don't consider him my boyfriend anymore. I consider him my first love, and I consider him someone that I don't think anybody could ever replace. Definitely like the role he had in your life, pretty much. It's more about that. Mm -hmm. Because I think to consider him... My boyfriend without him being on earth is unfair. There was a very interesting like follow-up question. Like somebody commented this and somebody had responded and said, if your mother died, would you still consider her to be your mom? And when you, when you think about it like that, actually, it's kind of like that kind of makes sense. It's obviously different. It's though, different. But it's I, different. I understood where they were trying to go with that. I think sure. that's a really good, good point. point. Yeah. I just think that a mother is like a mother, but a boyfriend is so much more sometimes mm. like it's like your person it's yeah. like you chose that person in your life like you True. don't choose your mom you don't choose your dad True. you choose your soulmate and i just think like that role that he played in my life as a, a true soulmate like nobody can ever replace but they can replace being another boyfriend in my life okay so that's what it comes down to for you like replaceability just the role mm. the role the does role that make sense it hurts to say, honestly. Yeah. Like, I hate this question because, like, I feel like it's, like, setting me up for failure, but I'm trying to answer it as, like, real as I can. Cool. You know? What do yeah. you think? What do you think as his best friend? I think that, you know, obviously there's going to be a point in time where, like, you'll move forward, you'll find a new boyfriend, and it's, like, like you said to me, like, when you get another boyfriend one day, like, what are you going to have? Two boyfriends? He still maintains that, like, role in your life, who Correct. he was to you, all that stuff stays. You know, he was your like first boyfriend that'll first always love. be the same first love truest love maybe yeah but i think you hit it right on the head with that one. okay there's a lot of people that want to know when do you think that you'll date again here's where i'm at with dating i feel like until i am not thinking about francesco to the extreme that i do until i feel like i can give somebody all of me and I don't know when that's gonna be mm. I really don't I have no timeline to it I wish somebody can tell me because I think about this question quite often I'm human and young and I'm like what am I doing with my life like am I supposed to be dating am I not I parts of me still feels guilty until I'm able to 
give somebody all of me so it's fair and also just like own going back into that role of dating again like i don't i don't want to go into dating still feeling guilty mm, feeling like you're cheating yeah almost i'm not there yet until i'm able to feel like i'm not cheating like i am proud of being in this position where i'm strong enough to date again is when i'm going to date again mm. or else i'm setting myself up for failure i'm setting up the people that i would date for, for failure. failure why would i want to do that be kind of like just dating time. for just just a date just just, just to say i yeah. am i want to be like mentally in a good place sure. so i don't know when not yet are you worried that you'll never find someone like francesco or someone that you love as much as you loved him do you think anyone can replace him wow they have intense questions mm. um i'm worried that i'm going to look for francesco and other people I don't think Francesco is replaceable because th there's so many reasons why there's so many things about him. Like, mm. But also the connection that we had is very special. And I think that everything that we went through together, our experiences together, I'm never going to have that with somebody else. Mm. Like our Pretty experience different. together is our experience together. So I just fear trying to find Francesco and other people, but I don't fear having love again. I want to like, date people and, like, be open to just knowing them for who they are instead of, like, searching for him. There's a line also between, like, looking for him and other people. And sometimes it's like, oh, like, this is just something that, like, I really loved about him. This is, like, my type of person. You know what I mean? So True, it's like we spoke about it's this. hard to uh, it's hard to kind of, like, distinguish sometimes, like, where it, where it's, like, healthy. And it's just a part of, like, your love language to say. And then where it's, like, something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know I uh, I think that's the problem like how do I find the balance of like where it's healthy enough that like I can say that these are the qualities of Francesco that I am looking for in other men in the future because I loved it about him but also where it's not like unhealthy where it's like I'm actually just looking for another him you know if that makes sense yeah so I just hope sense. that one day I can find that balance I think you will if it's true when they say that we don't actually die after our human experience, do you think that Francesco feels uncomfortable that you are so close with his boys? I think that one thing that Francesco never loved about me and guy friends was that he always felt like the guys in my life were in my life for the wrong reason. Not all of them, but majority of them. And he hated that. And so with that being said, I think that at this point without him here on earth, if there's any guy friends that he would want me around, it would be men that he's trusted, that he's grown up with, that he knows genuinely not only cares and respects him as a person, but me. Mm. So I've thought about this often, but I think that I don't think he'd want anything other than this. Yeah. I mean, also, there is also like the fact that like he always used to be like, Yo, like, you should chill with Caitlyn. Come on, come chill with me and yeah, Caitlyn. Like, oh, come her. hang out and chill with Caitlyn. Like, so, you know, considering all of that, like, he was kind of, like, almost annoyed to a point that, like, we didn't really, like, was. like you or, you know, whatever. So. I think that he always wanted us to have these relationships. Yeah, definitely. I think he wished that he would be here as well. That's the part that For sucks sure. about it. But I mean, all the memories that we've made together now. You I know? think sometimes he's like, so you guys just chose <laughs> to be cool with her like now. after, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Oh, Miracle, I asked you, do you want to, you know, work with Caitlyn and be able to do like, you her help her assistant. with this, help her with that. They're like, oh, no, but now you want to do it. Now, okay. All right. Let's get to the next question. Now. 
Okay, what question is number four? All right, no, this is number five now. Oh, okay. Have you found peace in your life? And on top of that, how is it being in the public eye through it all? I guess, like, while trying to find peace? Because, you know, I don't know if you found inner peace just yet, you know? I don't think any of us really totally have. But what do you think? No, I definitely didn't find inner peace yet. Um, Still looking? Yeah, but I'm looking in here. Hmm. You know, at least like back in the day, I used to look outside. So at least I, I'm looking in a better place, a more healthier place. Um, I think that doing this whole grief thing is like very hard in the public eye because I think that people want certain things from me. Like half the world like wants me to move on and stop talking about him. And the other half of the world like wants me to never stop. And so sometimes like I find myself like trying to make everybody happy and i get lost in that mm. and i'm losing like what is it that i really want i think this is a very good question because you know i bring up to you all the time that like it's a very different situation like grieving just grieving in general like losing your boyfriend and then like also like just your situation of like being on social media in the public eye as you would say it like you know there's this like pressure from like people of like oh you should do more of this like you should post more of this about him you shouldn't post about him at all like oh his parents should don't like this oh i bet his parents love this there's like all these like opposing opinions and what i tell you all the time is listen like you know spoken about it a million times with his parents like they love this everybody loves you posting about him everybody loves like you keeping him alive and i think that it sucks because like i said to you like if you were like a nobody and you just like would be posting like somebody that you love that you miss like most people would react, like, positively, like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, but now this is in this world where we have, like, social media and people, like, just feel like they can say whatever they want to say about whatever. Like, oh, I saw this video online, there's a comment section, so I'm going to leave a comment just because yep. I can, you know, I don't have any, I don't have any right or say or, like, I don't even have any experience, you know, but let me just hate on this person, <laughs> just, it's fun, you know Literally. what I mean, for some people, they're like, oh, like, I don't know, they had, I had a bad day, let me get it out. I'm never going to cry wolf when mm. I, like, ask to be in this world. Like, I chose to be on social media. I choose to share, share my story. So I'm not going to sit here and say, my life is horrible. Everybody True. hates and puts their opinion. I put my story out there. I expect opinions back. I've come a really long way with, like, caring about what people think. Mm. Have I mastered it? You mm. know that's not the truth. Mm. I would be lying if I said I did. But I just realized that people don't understand and there's some people that do and, and the, people, the ones that do are great yeah they, they're, they're angels people that like share their experiences and i think that that's what this is all really about like hey listen being a voice for the people that get it and the yep. people that have been through it and that need somebody and i tell you all the time people that are negative or you know people that are saying you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that like they don't know what it's like to be in a situation probably i'd say none of them even experienced loss in their life yep. and i i just say hey like you guys are blessed like God bless you, honestly. That I you think that clout-chasing comments really bother me. Hmm. Just because, like... Those don't really make sense to me because it's like... You put this out there, like, kind of like... Try and turn something positive. Like, in the first place where this all started. Try and turn something positive out of something negative. Try and give people something to relate to. Sequence of events. Everything happened, like, the way that it did. And, like, now you're just trying to kind of keep them alive. I'm using my pain to, like, make it worth the while like make the pain that i'm going through like more worth it by like helping people and while helping people i'm helping myself so it's like i'm out here like i have all these like in my head genius intentions like oh like 
I could approach the situation like this and this is the message that people could get mm. from it. And I'm like out here like trying to like share messages and of course it can be misconstrued, but again, mm. I'm okay with that. Well, it's like even even when Sal was on last week and he was talking about sometimes it's okay to be selfish. Like it is selfish, but it's selfish in the way of like it does help you mm-hmm. to like let this out as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's okay. And if there's people that are out there that are like, they, I don't understand this, so this is what I think it is, and I'm just going to hate on this person. But it's also, so like, it. if people think that, like, that is my intention to cloud chase, like, that's totally okay. But it's like, if you feel that I have these horrible intentions, why watch it? Why watch it? That's the you question. don't Look, I know my content's not for everybody. Like, honestly, four years ago, Caitlin, who's never been through something nearly as serious in this lifetime... Would also be like scroll. Like I wouldn't understand. I would. I wouldn't be able to watch it because mm. it would have been too much for me. Mm. I would have been like, this girl's just been through too much. I can't see this. I get it. But you also wouldn't comment and be like, no. I'd be like, oh, I'm uh, sorry uh, that uh, happened to her. Scroll. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't. Moving on. Yeah. It's okay. It's hard to be in the public eye. I guess that's a long story short. It's got its pros and cons. So here's one. Number six. What is your relationship with Francesco's parents? And do you guys talk about you dating? Wow. Um, my relationship with Francesco's parents is so beautiful. I can tear up on that just because Francesco always wanted me to have this relationship with them. And so I just feel like I'm living out his dream in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very family oriented guy, huh? very family oriented guy. And again, he's always wanted us to have that. It sucks that sometimes, of course, it takes like going through like really dark times to like really find each other and understand each other on a Mm -hmm. deeper level that I don't think some people are willing to do without going through something so deep. Um, But my relationship with them is we're like, I feel like me and his mom are like best friends. Like we have like, you always say too, like she'll come up to me and be like, Caitlin, what do you think about this? And it's like, it's, I love it. You know, like, or call me and be like, what picture do you like? Should I do this one or that one? Same thing with his dad. My best friend. I love him to death. Um, when it comes to dating, um, we've had a very brief conversation about it. And I think it was last summer. I think it was like in August. Almost a year ago, I remember his mom said to me, um, you know, if you were to date right now, I wouldn't be okay with that. And not like I would hate you. I would just feel really uncomfortable. Mm. And that made me really sad. Not because I was in a place where I wanted to date. It just made me sad that what happens if I did, knowing that, like, I guess I wouldn't have been supported or I would have made people feel uncomfortable. Like, you know me, I'm a people pleaser. Mm. Like, that makes yeah. me sad. It's an uncomfortable situation. It's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Question. I'm sure even for you as his boys. There's a standard of, like, a certain amount of time or, like, it's too soon or stuff like that. And on that, I just think that, like, you know, only you can really know that and truly know when the time is right. Like, you know? So... And I think that I've sat down with myself many times and I'm like, well, am I not dating right now because I'm trying to make the people around me comfortable and happy? Or am I not dating right now because I'm not ready? And like when I sit down with myself, I realize it's both. Yeah. I think that the previous question, you know, it also has a role to play in this because like I think that kind of feel like also there's a, a lot of pressure and judgment that comes from the world, which... There is, but like I tell you all the time, at the end of the day, you got to live your life. You're a human being on this earth that's experiencing stuff. And, you know, just so happens that there's some, you know, few thousands of people 
watching and commenting yeah. and giving their opinion and it's majority positive but i think that that definitely adds a lot of pressure to yeah. it as well for yeah. sure um i saw there's this video and it was like this girl showing that like you can have like 300 comments that are positive and then like mm -hmm. the five negative like really stick out you do the one negative is the one that really sticks out yeah and i see it with you all the time yeah you know, you're always like, oh, like this person said this or this person said that. And I'm like, but what about all the other people yeah, that said no, this, 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 that, that? Like, come on. Uh, you're an inspiration. You're an inspiration. You are cloud chasing. You're an inspiration. I'm huh, huh, yeah. No. Stuck on it. <laughs> stuck on it. Listen, it's, you got to have short term memory. <laughs> yeah. You know? I guess so. Yeah. I also think it's really beautiful that his parents love what I do mm. and they don't want me to stop talking about him yeah. i think that the, the the great thing about social media and about the tiktoks is that like those videos you guys made together like the the funny videos the stories you guys had like all that stuff will always be there like I know. can always look back and watch the documentaries on on youtube too like it's always there too always there the next question okay number seven how do you continue to choose yourself instead of others Oh, yeah, sip that wine. Sip that wine. You, um, you know that this answer. How do you continue to choose yourself instead of others? Uh, how about do you choose yourself instead of others? That's a better way to ask the question. I didn't get there yet. Mm. No, I don't. I still um, put other people first over myself. Mm. Well, I'm not proud of that um, because it takes a huge toll on my mental health, especially while grieving when it's already so hard to navigate. Like, I think me trying to, like, make everyone else that's grieving in our circle happy over myself can be a little bit tricky it's good to be selfless i tell you all the time you know there's a lot of people that are super selfish in this world but like you gotta like make time for yourself too that's what i think that's what guys, I, think. I don't make enough time that's for what i think myself. so i think this question should be more of a you know for people yeah what are the steps that you could take maybe to to try to, to start to choose yourself first. I think it's a lot about like when you're an empathetic person, you hate to like make people upset. And what I try and tell you all the time is there's always going to come a point in time where you're going to make someone upset. You're going to disappoint somebody. You're not going to meet their expectations. And the people that really care about you and that really love you, like they'll get over it. You know, know. hey, you didn't come and hang out with us I this know. time. Hey, you didn't do this. Hey, you didn't do that. It's not selfish to choose yourself first yeah. Not in a negative i just way. think that like a part of me has been so accustomed to being weak since he's passed for so long that i think you you know everybody that i love keeps me together and i i fear losing that foundation because i'm fearing like standing on my own that i'm still working on makes sense because the pain still could be you know, again, like I told you, like sometimes I'll be washing the dishes and like all of a sudden I'm like crying my eyes out yeah. about his loss out of nowhere. And I just feel like I'm strong, but I'm weak. Well, that's what I said, though. You're worried about if maybe you upset somebody and then you don't have anybody by your side. But the people that really deserve to be on your side and that you should want right. on your side, those are the ones that always be. Yep. There, so I know. Miracle always keeps me uh, grounded. Thank you. I try. I, I try. Yeah. Here's another one. Have you had any new dreams of Francesco? Quite a few, huh? I, mean, I, yeah. I had some dreams, too. I mean, I think we're always kind of hoping for the dreams. Absolutely. I always ask him, like, you're going to come take me out on a date again? Are we going to Coney Island? Where are we going? But no, I keep having this reoccurring dream that basically he comes alive. In my dream, he 
he died, but then he comes back. And I'm so excited that he's back alive. And I, like, go to tell everybody, like, you guys, like, guess what? Like, Francesco's back. Francesco's back. And I'm, like, the excitement that I feel in that dream, you can imagine that when I wake up mid-dream and realize that it was all a dream is so painful. And it's a dream that I have very, very often. I really wonder what the message is behind that dream. I don't know. Do you think that it's him visiting us in our dreams? Do you think that it's our subconscious mind? It's our subconscious, just like, 100%. I think I had one dream where like I really think that he like visited me. I feel like when you have that dream, yeah. you know. Said, said, you I, feel he, it. he like, said goodbye and everything. But yeah. other than that, the other dreams, I think it's just a lot of like thinking about him. And I think that at the end of the day, that's not really, that's not really that bad. Yeah. So people want to know. <laughs> the people want to know. This is number nine. Okay. What is one memory with Francesco that, if you could, you would love to be able to relive? I know you probably have a few. I mean, it was, yeah. like, just only 10 years, you know, so. Uh, yeah, literally. Um, There was this one night that Francesco had a tendency to be very spontaneous. Only late night. He would be lazy throughout the day. It's, like, 1 in the morning. He's like, do you want to go do this? I'm like, bro, I want to go to sleep. What are we doing? But there was this one night he convinced me where he wanted to take a late night drive to Sonic in Long Island. And we took this late night drive and we got the Sonic and we were just like, we got these two, like, they have those cool slushies and there was like nerds in it. And he was like, try mine and try yours. And we were just like laughing and like ordering everything on the menu. And this was like during the time that he was about, he knew that he, we found out that he had the cancer come back, but it was like very early in September, like before we went to Mexico. And I remember just having this heart to heart with him and we were just talking about like, I was like saying like, you know, you're going to be okay, right? And he's like, of course I'm going to be okay. Like, you know, like I'm going to be okay, right? And we're going to get married and we're going to just be together forever. Like the cancer's got nothing on us. And I don't know. It's just like, uh, it was a big, it was a really special moment. I think it was just, like, because we're always, like, so busy in our actual lives. So, to, like, kind of let go at, like, 2 in the morning, taking a late-night drive, holding hands on the drive, having those deep conversations. I think it's the little things for yeah. me. I definitely remember, you know, every time hanging out with you guys, getting in the car, like, you were just there with your little clipboard. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing today? So what are we doing today? And, you know, he always was, like, the type of guy. He loved the to clipboard. just... The clipboard was in his nightmares. He hated the clipboard. He's like, what's on that clipboard? I don't want to do any of it. I'm like, well, too bad. Exactly. He loved to just like relax, like enjoy the little things in life. He did. And I think that the best moments were probably where like you kind of met him in the middle of that as well. Yeah, I agree. The tears, they weren't supposed to come. Maybe it's the wine. Maybe. Speaking of, you going to have a sip? Or am I oh, I've been sipping. I've been sipping. I haven't seen you sip one. I'm slow sipping. I'm, oh, I'm babysitting as they say. All right. Um... What is one thing that you regret not doing with Francesco while he was alive? Now, I always, I don't really like to, the questions about regrets. Yes. Yeah. You try not to, like, sit on that. But if there was one thing yeah. that, like, you, you wish you guys could have done or uh, experienced to have, like, what would you say that it'd be? There was this one summer that I was supposed to go to Italy with him. To see to meet his whole Italy side of the family, mm-hmm. and it was during a time that we were doing long distance while I was in college, and when I was going to come home from college, we were gonna go in the summer. But we were both unhappy, just because we were doing a long distance and it was not working. Mm-hmm. And I had an option: it was either A, 
you know, break up with him and you don't go on a trip, but do it for the sake of both of you. Or B, go anyway, you know, you know you want to go to Italy with him and you know maybe this can help rebuild you guys. But I decided that for me, because we were going to go for a month, it was a really long time and it was a scary risk to take to be so unhappy together in another country. And mm-hmm. so I didn't go. And I think that... You regret that. I regret that. <clears throat> That's very interesting because I know you always talk about how you think some of the best things that you did was be to be able to like know when to break up and and get back together and just have that time for yourselves and work on stuff and like i guess it's just like the experience right well i think that i thought that you know if we get back together in the future we'll go so if i i didn't know that i wasn't gonna have i think that that that's time the biggest thing about all of this is like you could leave this earth like today and you gotta just live your life like as if it is that you know like hey like maybe like you guys would have ended up going on this trip and coming back and still breaking up. And but... then maybe never getting back because the breakup was so, so bad that time around. You know, just to say, mm. I feel like we always broke up when it was, like, just enough mad. Where it's like, you don't hate each other. You find your way back. Yeah. Correct. Like, it's like, before we continue on and I literally can't stand to see you again in my life. Like, this is the time. You know, we always, like, found that balance. And I think Italy was just a big risk at that time. But you still get to go. And it's honor him. Not the same. I know. There were so many things he wanted to take me to do. I know you uh, got an Italy trip in with him, so you got to see like kind of like the 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 rundown, his itinerary of the trip. So. Yeah, he's a well, very he was a very well known guy over there. <laughs> I know, and he uh, also wanted to show me his popularity. He's like, "Baby, come with me. Everybody in Italy knows me." He's like, "Yeah, you know, Caitlin's gonna come the next time." And I was like, "Oh no. my god!" So the next question, number ten. What is your favorite thing that you've learned about yourself? I'm guessing like through this grieving process. Because a lot of self-discovery, yeah. meditation. You know, I really like that I can get into an argument with somebody or I could do something that's wrong. And in that moment that I'm doing it, I may not recognize it. But what I appreciate about myself is that at some point, whether it's later that night or the next day or maybe even a week, I realized that I was wrong and I go to the person and acknowledge it. That's my favorite thing about myself. I always take responsibility for my mistakes. Do you think that this is something you learned about yourself? Like that you never realized that you did? Or do you think this is something that you learned to do? I think that this was something that I always wanted to do and like was willing to do. But the people around me weren't willing to do it back. So my Mm. ego was like, oh, well, if they're not going to do it, I'm Mm. not. And I regret that. Because I always say to be the bigger person. So you think you've learned now to be the bigger person. I learned to just be myself. If this is who I am, whether they're reciprocating it or not, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. It makes me feel better. I'm very clear and transparent, and I like that. Yeah, and I think that that's a thing a lot of people struggle with. They're like, but why should I be the bigger person? You know? It takes a little bit more effort, I think, to be the bigger person. But but at but. the end of the day, when you when you are the bigger person, it's like weight lifted off your shoulders. Like, all right, Absolutely. I did my part. I did my part. You know what? You want to still hate me. You want to still be mad at me about this thing. Absolutely. I know that I did my part. Number 12. I think this is a pretty clear-cut question. If you could go back and do it all over with Francesco, knowing the end and that he would die so young, would you? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. And if anything, it would have made our relationship so much better because we knew we were on like that time-clicking clock and i just think that we want to fought over the stupidity like we would have been navigating in a 
a better way. Mm-hmm. I would do it. And, and I'm, besides that, he was worth every second of my time. I agree. Every second of my time. Yeah. So much love in my heart. A lot of it is like, you know, I spent, and I told you this a lot, like when we were younger, me and Francesco, you know, we spent a lot of time together. I maybe, you know, didn't really care to make other friendships, like neglected other friendships because I was like, he's my main guy. Love this guy. Yeah. You know, I, I knew we'd always have a close friendship. And I think that, you know, a little bit after he passed, I was like, you know, I feel kind of like now, like I have like nobody because I like he was like my closest friend, like our, my main friend. I neglected everybody else. And like, I still think that that being said, like. I would, you know, go back and be like, let me be less close with him because it'll hurt less. Yeah. I'd take the hurting again. Absolutely. And I think you would too. Yeah. Are we psychopaths? No. Just asking, you know. We loved him. Yeah. In different ways. Unless you got something to tell me. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. He's all yours. (laughs) This is one more about now. What's one experience that you've had recently that made you feel whole? I like that word whole. Whole. Um complete. I think finishing out before I even put it publicly to the world mm. for pre-recording the whole season one of my podcast made me feel so whole because that was literally every single part of me spoken out in a way that like again I never understood those things I was even saying until I sat down and like understood my life for what it was do you think it was would you say the making of season one or like finishing and looking back at what you created what what was the part that or was it just all of it i think it was all of it i think that it started where as i was doing it i felt like i was like my heart was like wow like this feels so right and so good and then when i went to finish it i was like wow from a spectator's point of view like from my yeah perspective tell me i think that it was a lot of stress also like in putting together the season and like getting all those stuff out and being you know having a hard time articulating so i think that really the moment where you felt whole was when you were like it's done and we look back Mm -hmm. and we're like this is pretty good (laughs) yeah you know what i mean i remember sitting down listening back with you and i was like freaking out and you're like we were all like wow this is real i'm so glad that i took time to do that sitting down every day working on it <laughs> figuring yourself out i think that honestly <laughs> you have no idea. a lot Actually, of the, you have an idea i do have an idea yeah. <laughs> i think that a lot of the aspects that went into making that season that, that, that putting all that podcast out there are just things that like any person really should do when they're dealing with grief or loss or pain or something like that is like you know maybe don't sit there maybe make the podcast maybe don't like not that part of it but just sitting down trying to break it down trying to understand what happened and being able to relive these moments because you don't want to go five years and then you're like what i don't even remember what happened and wait you see a picture and you're like oh like i don't remember this like exactly. nobody wants that's why i was very adamant about making sure that I mean, you. I feel like with trauma, you lose your memory. Like that, I'm still trying to recover like all mm. the good times that I've had with Francesco. Your brain and, like purposely forgets. So it's I was easier. like, with doing this podcast, I was forced to sit down, and you helped me tremendously. Would just like help me remember everything about this human. Mm. It helps a lot, helps definitely. Me. And this is the last question. Okay. I feel like you've touched on this one slightly in certain ways, um, but never really maybe answered it totally. Uh huh. 
how did you know that Francesco was the one? How did you know? What what was the moment? What was the thing that he did or the experience that you guys had? Like what how did you know? It was during my times that we were not together rather than together mm. that I knew. Whenever we would break up and I knew that the relationship wasn't working, there was always like a very deep passion of mine that at some point we're gonna try again and make it work and I've never had such a passion for really anything in life Mm. you know besides acting at the time when I was younger I always wanted to be an actress but besides that like I just cared so deeply about this human and I wanted him in my life even when he wasn't and and when he wasn't I didn't hate him I wanted to have the best and I just couldn't wait to talk to him again when the time was right I just think that the times apart was when I really learned more than ever that this is my person sounds like you were kind of fiending I was feeling. I uh, obsessed. I'm like, who's he? Who's he talking to? Is he? He's still single, right? He's still in the market. So is that <laughs> is that part of it? Is it like you know that he's the one when like you're just as obsessed with somebody as they are with you? I don't know if the word is obsessed. I don't think that's the right word. I think it's more. You of, would say obviously like in love, but like, how do you describe that? I don't think. I don't think it's in love either. I think it's like. Um, I guess the I think that the word is like passion. Like you mm. have like a s- deep passion to figure something out, and then with passion comes love. Yeah. And then with love, does not come obsession. I'm trying to find where obsession comes into play. I don't. I think that obsession is the wrong. It has like the. It has it. Listen, obsession is a word that has a negative like connotation on yes. it. But this is what I Got think, it. right? Come here. If you're obsessed with somebody or obsessed with something and it's not like shared, like you can kind of lose yourself in it. But I feel like the word obsessed means forcing, like you're forcing something. And I did not feel ever that Francesco or I forced out us. Well, it's like, you know, you watch a show, you love the show, you're like, I'm obsessed. Like, all right, you you guys, Miracle's trying to say I was obsessed with Francesco. Say how you really feel right now. I think it's cute though. Aww. Oh, I'm obsessed. Was you know? he obsessed with me back? Uh, yeah. Or just like, like bro, bro, say yes. Listen, no, I mean, like, we'd be hanging out, we'd be together, whatever, and all of a sudden, he'd be like, answer a call and like turn around, and you're like, where's he going? He's driving away. Like, what the? Calling him. Hello, where'd you go? Listen, I gotta. I'm going to Caitlin. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> or how about the time we're in Italy and you know, like. <laughs> we're out we're out and we're hanging out with his cousins yeah. and this and that and like the guy's just on his phone i'm like who's he on the phone with everybody's like he's on the phone with caitlin i'm like i thought they weren't together <laughs> and then you know like two hours later you know he got off the phone and i think that <laughs> i gets... think that's passion okay passion obsession you know <laughs> all the same thing let's be realistic if i if, if somebody's obsessed I with disagree. you and you're obsessed with them and it's to a healthy degree why is that bad? All right, we're going to leave a poll at the end of this episode, and I want you guys to answer the question, do you think that passion and obsession is the same thing? And we'll see who wins. We'll see who wins. Obsession is not bad, guys. Let's be real. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for your questions. I think that – I hope that at least it helped a little bit with, like, where I'm at mentally. <sighs> give some perspective. Give some perspective. Give the people the tea that they want. And also just, like, interacting. Yeah. You know, it, it, this is a good way for me to leave a few polls, see what people think. If you guys have any more questions, please leave. If them. you have any more stuff that you want to know, one hundred percent, I think it's a therapeutic thing to do for sure. And I also have a big surprise for you guys. 
but I'm not going to say in this episode. I know you want to kill me, but I'm just going to leave it suspenseful. Next week, this next episode is going to be quite intense in a really beautiful way. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for just holding the space for me to be myself because that's exactly how it feels. Um, and thank you for being here. Love you. Love you.